0: The Christmas message is so much more than just a baby born in the manger. Amen. That's it. People are so comfortable celebrating. Celebrating. They're okay to keep Jesus as a baby in the manger, but they, they want to enjoy that moment. But when they have to come face to face with Jesus hanging on a cross because of their sins and my sins, it's Amen. a whole another ball game. They're very, very comfortable with the baby born in the manger. Yes, but that baby born in the manger had one purpose mm-hmm. to die on a cross.
1: Yes.
0: For me. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's real. Amen. But why a baby? Why a baby? And this morning, as I get into my sermon, why a baby, for all things? If you were trying to convince a group of people that they needed, A savior, why a baby? Mm -hmm. And there's a song I asked Sandra to sing for us. And we've got the words so you can follow along. It's just called A Strange Way to Save the World. Who would have ever picked a baby to change and transform the world? Not me. We talked about it in the book of Galatians. Only a God, only God could have ever thought about a person dying on a cross to save people because that is the worst strategy if you're trying to conquer a land you know what I'm just going to go out there you kill me and when you kill me you win it makes no sense it's not humanly possible to understand the gospel of Christ but God in his infinite wisdom there has to be something about it I challenge you think about it there has to be something about the gospel that makes it real want you to just to be ministered to by the song it's just called A Strange Way to Save the World
1: I'm sure he must have been surprised at where this road had taken him cause never in a minute Joseph said, Why me? I'm just. A-
0: the truth, church. I mean, in no, like I said, it blows my mind away that he would pick a young girl, a a carpenter, a small little town in Bethlehem. We sing, there's another Christmas carol, "Oh, little town, insignificant town in Bethlehem. Not a fancy hospital, but a manger surrounded surrounded with animals, basically. Yet He, the God of this whole universe, chose to come down in that form. This, this morning, I know we lit the candles. And the candle we lit is, this morning talks about love. And we can't go too far from love. If you want to know what God's love is all about, then John 3.16. Probably everybody knows what John 3.16 is. Probably easily the most famous verse in the Bible. But I don't think we can start anywhere else. If we really want to understand what Christmas is all about, that's where we got to start. Because John 3.16 explains to us Christmas. John 3.16 explains to us and shows us the heart of God. John 3.16 explains the reason. I mean, for everything in this can go through John 3.16. It says, for God, I'm reading from the NIV. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. You want to know what Christmas is all about? You want to know why we have these lights and all the celebration right here. This is the gospel. This is the message. this is it. This is the good news. And I want to challenge you this Christmas season to once again spread this good, this good news. Amen. I want to look at it and it's, the, it's as simple as it gets. It's just a great reminder because the first part, it's easily divided into four parts. And the first part just tells us about God's love. The first part, it says, for God so loved the world. Amen. And I love this, that two-letter word, so it's right before it says, "It's not just God loved the world, you know. I love you, but it's that so. It's that the, that word of intensity, and it is. It's that passion behind it. He loved us so much." My yes. like channel was saying, "You can love something, you know. I love coffee, but I don't so love coffee." I, mean, I love coffee a lot, but you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes it's hard to wake up without coffee, but when he's talking about his love for us, understand the passion, the intensity, the and if I can use the word "extravagance" of his love
1: yeah,
0: he doesn't hold back when it comes to loving you. He doesn't hold back when it comes to loving me. God so loved the world. Church, no one, this is just a fact and you can try it and experience it and go looking for it. No one will ever love you as much as God does. Just the truth. I know God is a great concept and a great idea, a great person out there, you know who balances. If there's bad, there's evil. There's gonna be something's gonna happen. But the truth is this: that God who was far away came down on earth so that you can experience him. But you have got to give him a chance. Because nobody can love you. No man will ever love you like he does, no woman will ever love you like he does. And the truth is this: the book of Ephesians, Paul says. Before he laid the foundations of the world, he chose us to be the objects of his love. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, I know people believe in all kinds of theories. But I believe and we believe the Bible says we were created by God. There is a reason we exist. And if I can go on a limb and say we were created to be objects of his love. God made you. God made you so that he could love you. God made you so that he could love you. And I know it's a hard time for people to figure that part out. Because, you know, it says before he created the foundations of the earth, he loved us. or He chose us to be objects of his love. But... And I use this example because it comes home to me every time. I mean even with my own kids. It's, before I even saw what they really looked like, I loved them. I determined in my heart, it doesn't matter if she had six toes, I guess. I don't know. It's a decision that I made consciously that I was going to love them
1: Amen.
0: before I even saw them. That's if me as a flawed parent can love so much, just imagine a God who's perfect. Yes. How much He loves you and how much He Amen. loves me. Now understand, experience the passion that He created you for a purpose. And and I love the part, it's not, thank God He doesn't show His love only on the religious people. Amen. Thank God He doesn't And he's not partial to those people who show up 52 weeks plus once in the middle on Wednesday nights too. He doesn't show his love for people who only, who only just read the Bible for one hour. Oh, not one hour is too much nowadays, huh? Okay, 10 minutes a day. There are no qualifications to earn God's love because his love is unconditional simply means you don't have to perform for Him to love you. You don't have to be this good person before God can love you and God can accept you. No. Be who you are. Come to Him. All you got to do is open your heart to experience it. I mean, we talk about loving people and allowing people to love you in the natural, I mean, in, in, in just the world. And I've talked to people, met with people who life has been hard and rough, and it's so hard for them to trust someone else. It's so hard because they put up so many walls. It's hard for them, you know, to allow someone to love them. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, I've met people like that, talked to people like that. But very often, it's not the person on the outside who's falling short in loving. Very often, it's the person on the inside who's got to lower that wall and allow the other person to love them. It's the same thing with God. If you think God is far away, let me tell you this today. God is not far away because He is Emmanuel. God with us. The reason He came down on Christmas is so that He can be with us. He is not far away. You have just got to open your heart, and allow Him to come in. His love never wears out. Nothing can separate us from His love. Paul says that in Romans. He says, you know, nothing separates us from God's love. Somehow in our minds, we think, you know, we've done so many things, and now God can He even accept me anymore. Let me tell you that. That's just an expectation the church probably put on you or someone along the way told you that's the God, you know? Yeah. That's Santa Claus. If you're good, he gives you a prize, right? If you're naughty, you get a bunch of coal in your stocking. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not God. That's not Jesus at all. No. No. You can never make God stop loving you. I mean, you can try, but you will fail because His love for you is unconditional. Like I said, He loves you on your, in your good days. He loves you on your bad days, too. He loves you when you feel it or feel Him. And even when you don't feel Him, He still loves you. That's the message of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I love you. I've always loved you. Before you were born, before your parents even talked you up, I loved you. loved you before you were born and I love you all the days of your life. Yes, amen. I say this to people all the time, especially during Christmas time. Because many people say, you know, okay, God loves me, so what? Here's the encouragement and here's the challenge. When you experience the unconditional, if I can say eternal, the lavish outrageous, I don't know what else I can say, extravagant, yeah. love of God for yourselves, yeah. you will know what I'm talking about. Amen. For God so loved the world, and again, it's for everybody, Love the world, that He gave His one and only Son. That's the second part. The first part talks about His love. The second part talks about His generosity. We know the saying, and we've, if you've been in church especially, you've heard it a million times. You know, you can give without loving. I mean, you think about your Christmas list. There are some people you just have to give a gift to. You don't, really don't care about them much, right? <laughs> just have to because you don't want to, you know, you've got to see them at Thanksgiving again. So, <laughs> You can give without loving, but the truth is this. You cannot love without giving. If you love someone, you give. You just can't help it, man. It's just there. It's within us. And how much more within us, again, as flawed human beings, we have that. How much more in a perfect God, when He loves us, how much more is He willing to give? Give us generously. He loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. It's easy for us to be generous with things we really don't care about. Right? Right? It's easy for Aiden to give us a Alyssa's toy, eh? You know, because it doesn't matter to him. It's easy when I have so much to just, you know, a little here. But real generosity is when it's closest to you, when it means the most. And your willingness to give that shows real generosity. And that's what God's generosity is all about. He gave his one and only Son, Jesus Christ. And I love the part that he. He didn't come halfway, He came all the way when it came to giving. Amen. He didn't come and say, okay, till you get your act, your life back in order, then I'll save you. No, He came while we were far away, while we were lost, as lost as we can be. While we didn't acknowledge Him, while we denied Him, while we didn't even think he, we needed Him, He still came down. His love and his generosity, church. And again, the question that I asked earlier, why a baby? Why a baby? Why a baby? If all the things in the world, why would he choose a baby? No one's intimidated by a baby except for King Herod in the Bible, of course. Why a baby? Because you think about it. If he had to save the world, he could have sent a huge army in to save the world, right? He could have, I don't know, he could have sent a good, good teacher who would teach so well and everybody would follow that teacher. He could have sent a good musician or, or military commander or somebody who would, people would rally around. But he chose a baby because nobody's intimidated by a baby. But like I said a little earlier, that baby. Everybody loves that warm, fuzzy baby wrapped up by the fire with snow outside, right? But that baby grew up to hang and die on a cross for you and for me. And that's the offer, church, at Christmas. That's the deal he's going to give you the best deal ever. That whoever believes shall not perish. Now you can believe and there's so many belief systems in the world right now. But there's two options for us as Christians. It's either eternity with God or eternity away apart from God. The offer is simple. When you put your faith in that tiny baby who grew up to die on a cross, when you put your faith in that, you get to spend eternity with God. That's the offer. God so loved the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Whoever, doesn't matter, whoever, you may be a Muslim, you may be Hindu, you may be Catholic or whatever. The offer is for everybody if you respond. Doesn't matter what your background, doesn't matter what your past is, doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. The offer is still for you if you respond to Him. I love the part where it says, whoever believes in Him. Sometimes we confuse that with whoever understands Him. There's a difference between the two. Sam and me were talking about, a person talking about understanding. Please, you need to get this. Please understand this. (laughs) Not everything in this, I understand. Not everything in life, what happens to me, I understand. Not everything that happens to someone I love, I understand. But I've learned that I'm okay with that because of my faith in His love makes me secure to still trust Him.
1: Amen.
0: You don't have to believe it all. You don't have to have all the answers in life to trust Jesus today. You don't have to have all the answers of why did this happen to, to me? Why did that happen to that person there? I don't know, I'll be honest, I don't know. But I have experienced God enough to trust him that even when I don't understand, he still has a plan.
2: Amen.
0: That's what faith is all about, church. It's not wild faith where you believe some nonsense something, you know, and it's like, you know, you're hallucinating or something. You're not tripping or anything of that sort. It's real. It's the faith that you, how many of you checked whether the, your legs on the chair were secure when you sat down today? No, we didn't, right? We just had faith that the person who made the chair and that pastor Sid wouldn't try and play a joke on you. There is, that's reasonable faith. Church, Christianity is about reasonable faith. If you experience him enough, even when you don't understand everything, your faith will see you through that situation. The challenge for today is, are you willing to experience him again? Are you willing to experience him again? Because church, at the end of the day, this is the best gift ever.
1: Amen.
0: It's the best gift ever. I mean... I'll be honest, I don't remember all the gifts I got last year. I don't know how many of you remember every single gift you got last year. Maybe two years back, I don't know. But here's the thing. It's pointless going year after year after year and leaving that gift right there and not opening it out. Church, let me challenge you once again. It's a simple it's a simple message. John 3.16 For God to so love the world that whoever believes in Him shall not sorry for God to so love the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. I mean it's the best deal you'll ever get. My past is taken care of. My present I'm great with. My future is secure. Amen. Covers it all. That's the best gift. I mean, why would you not want to take that gift? If you you're losing control, if I become I'll have to become this Jesus freak, you know, and then I have to be in church every Sunday and you know, I'm done. It's not what it's about. That's what the church has made it about sometimes, right? You don't show up to church, what do you? You know, you'll be burning in hell. It's not what it's about. It's about a real, authentic relationship that you can have with God himself because he made it available that first Christmas day.
1: Amen.
0: Challenges for you to experience it in your own life. The best gift of all. Best gift of all. Don't fear giving up control. Because he knows what's best in your life. I'm sorry if, you know, people have been, and I've met more and more people like this. I'm sorry if the church has been a bad reflection of what Christ's love really is like. But here's the challenge for people. You can blame the church. They're flawed. But don't turn your back on Christ. Right. Amen. Trust in Him. Experience Him. Open your heart. So that you know what Christmas is all about. You will know what Christmas is all about. Yes, amen. The Bible says, all you got to do. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. That he is Lord. That's it. It's too simple for some people. But it is a simple message. It is a simple message Let me encourage you, church, once again, this Christmas season, to dedicate your hearts, once again, to Christ. Come and bow down with the angel, I mean, with all the wise men and the shepherds and everybody else. Come to the manger. Bow down and worship Him for who He really is. Open your hearts and trust in Him. Once again, He is the light of the world. Pastor Chandler.
2: John's Gospel, to stick with what Pastor Sid is talking about, gives us his purpose statement, um, which is to let us know to, that we might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that in believing we might have life, life in His name. And so we see that purpose very clear in, in John 3:16, but we also see it in Jesus and how he reveals himself to us in John's gospel. It says in John chapter 8, Verse 12, um, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I love pondering the, the themes of Advent as we light these candles, as we talk with the kids, as we talk with youth students and with that, with you. I love pondering the different themes of um, hope and peace and joy and love and all of these things that help us to anticipate this central thing that John's gospel so clearly lays out. As he says in, in, in the in the beginning of John's gospel, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus took up camp in our neighborhood, in our neck of the woods, right? Yes. Jesus walked around where we walk around, and that's what we're anticipating when we say Jesus is our peace, Jesus is our hope, he is our joy, and he is our love. Yes, amen. He is the light of the world, and he brings a light and life to us. And that is, an incre- that is the incredible and central message of Christmas that we cannot forget. Yes. We cannot forget that Jesus is all of these things and more, and, and he is the central message of the gospel and of Christmas. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you are the light of the world, that we find our hope in you, our trust in you, that we find our peace in you. In you, we find our true, genuine joy. In you, and that you demonstrate love for us, and that you live sacrificially, and call us to to do the same for others. Jesus, you are the light. Help us to walk in you. In Jesus' name.
0: You want to stay here? Stay with church. It's reason we have all these lights and the candles. Again, it's just not a ceremony. It's not a something we just do for the sake of doing. Not tradition for the sake of tradition. But the world we live in sometimes is dark and it needs light. And He is the light of this world. I've often asked people give me a reason why why you hesitate to put your trust in Christ give me a reason why you you struggle accepting Jesus his offer when the truth and reality is it's the best offer you'll ever get if you just take it There's hope. He gives you confidence. I don't know how many people want to live life without confidence. He gives you peace. How many people really, When I mean, they're longing for peace. He gives us peace. He is our peace. He gives us joy. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to live my life whining and crying the whole time. But He gives us joy in the middle of the most trying, difficult situation. And he is love. That security that no matter what happens, he's always going to be there because he loves me. That's the offer. What's stopping you from coming to the manger once again? What's stopping you from coming and worshiping and being real, being honest? He's not scared. He's never intimidated by you. All you got to do is come Accept his message. Accept his gift. And see how his light transforms your life. See how his love just takes a hold of your life and just gives you a purpose and reason to live. I've got Daniel and Tristan with the candles. They're gonna hand out some candles and We're gonna have communion together and we just this whole theme is about light of the world and so Hey Sam can I ask you to close the doors before we Chandler hands out the elements. Just hold it with you. The top part is the wafer, and then we have the cup after that. Jesus, we worship you. all stand to your feet and worship the Lord Jesus you are the light of the world we're here to worship you and you alone are God Lord. in the midst of all the celebration of God we want to remember Lord hand and just just remember it's a it's something that goes from Christ himself there is really this there's not much light inside of you without Christ in you and so as you hold this candle in your hand just remember the call that God has placed on your life that he is the light of the world and he wants that light to shine in the darkness it says the Bible says the darkness cannot overcome it. It cannot overcome it. And here's the challenge, church. It's for you to take the gospel, which is the real light, Christ Himself, and shine it in those dark places. And we challenge you the urgency and the importance of sharing and spreading the light. Who is Christ Himself? God, I just thank you once again, Lord. That you, you shine your light in our hearts and upon our lives. Our families, are And wherever we go, oh God, we just take your light, Lord, with us. Wherever we go, oh God, we take this light, oh God, and shine it and reflect it, oh God, where it's needed the most, God. Paul writing to the church in Corinth, he says, The Lord, I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so if you can, without burning someone up or yourself up, uh, Make someone next to you hold your candle like yes for a minute. Or blow out your candle for now. It's fine. If so you can, grab that wafer, church. Realize that this wafer signifies, symbolizes the. That same baby who was born in the manger who chose to hang on the cross for you and for me. That's what this signifies, his body which was hung on that cross for you and for me. So that I don't have to live my life in guilt and shame and condemnation. But I can have his life that he promises us. Father God, we thank you for your sacrifice Even as we look at the manger, we reflect on the cross. As we look and come face to face and bow down and worship that baby born in the manger, we also bow down and worship the one who died and took my place. We just thank you, God, once again for that sacrifice. Let's partake of this bread together. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this when you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes I always think about the wise men gold, frankincense and myrrh an odd gift to give a baby when you're ready to celebrate his death. But that's what it's about. Christmas without the cross is not Christmas at all. I love what one preacher said long time back and it's just imprinted in my head. The shadow of the cross always falls on the manger. Christmas without the cross is nothing, Church. So as we hold this cup in our hands with symbolizing His blood that cleanses us, it says. Washes us, white as now. As we drink this cup, eat that wafer and drink this cup, we remember what Christ has done. Take a moment, church, this time. As much as we celebrate and we see the pictures of the baby in the manger, I want you be intentional in imagining Jesus on that cross. That's the purpose of Christmas. That's the purpose of Christmas itself. Lord, we thank you that you died in our place, Lord, in my place. That you came, God, with one purpose to die on a cross for me. Lord, and as we celebrate your birth, oh God, we also remember the price that you paid so that I could live. Thank you for, once again, for your sacrifice. Thank you for taking my place. And thank you for the gift of life itself. Let's partake of the cup together. You can blow out the candles, church, but let's worship him for a minute. Just lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Just feel free, but take a moment to just worship Him for who He is.
1: Yes, Lord. Yes,
0: thank you once again Lord for thank you for this day but we thank you for this time of the year God we thank you for Christmas where we can celebrate God you coming down God to dwell to live amongst us Lord you made it possible God to have a real relationship with you you made it possible so that we could know you God you made it possible God so that we can Believe in you and enjoy life eternal. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your love that is unconditional. Thank you for your love that never ceases, Lord. Thank you for your love that is extravagant, Lord. Thank you that your love is not dependent on my performance. God, and I pray, God, that as much as we have the light of Christ in our lives, that we will not just be challenged to spread that light, God, to those around us. I pray, God, that once again you will just light up our lives. May we experience, God, this Christmas season, your hope, your peace, your joy. And your love. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Just a quick reminder. Remember Christmas Eve. We're going to have. It's just a come and go. It's just communion. If you want. encourage you. Bring your families. Come together as a family unit. We have some instructions printed out for you. Just come and enjoy uh, God's presence together.